Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 289 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 289. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. And we also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week, and there are multiples, Uh, are two that we have in different dialogue referred to for different reasons, which seems to be a bit of a theme these past couple of podcasts. But as with all good tools, their use is more than just one thing, and it keeps tied to our technique that we'll discuss this week as well. The first tool is one that we have not referred to as often as the second, but it's seranking.com, searchengineranking.com. What makes this particularly uh, interesting is that it's kind of an all-in-one SEO software. Um, What we do with this is varied. Obviously, we've referred to it in times past as to the optimization of not only what your site is doing, but also the research of what your competitors are doing, how they're doing it, how you rank against them, what are things that in terms of people are using to discover with you, which lends itself to why we put them into the tool review this week as well. And that is a new variation to the value proposition of what these kind of tools, particularly SE ranking as being our first one, has. Um, some of the things that it does do, page change monitoring, on-page SEO checker, um, keyword research, it helps you develop marketing plans based on the discoverabilities of the content associated with your research and monitoring, and also does uh, social media Uh, um, um, analytics as well to a degree I have other tools that are better for it I think than what they necessarily provide but the correlation of your SEO and organic presence as related to your social media is a unique feature that I will totally give SE ranking for uh, value for in that sense to it and then the other tool that I want to use in reference to our dialogue today is SERPstat obviously search engine results pages stat.com but SERPstat is its URL And that one also has a tremendous amount of value for discovery. It's a little bit more robust into the data analytics. It also dives deep into backlink and analysis, keyword research, your site auditing, the technologies of your H1s, your meta tags, your references, your your links, your anchor tags. Uh, If these terms don't sound familiar, please don't worry about it. There are those hopefully you have in service with you that handle these things for you. Uh, but these are things that your website has value propositions to their successful usage of how well it uses the content that you have and refer to that self-content. These platforms like SERPstat help in that analysis of that and also how you relate to your competitors, how 
your competitors show against the terms that you show up for? How do they rank against you? What do they show up for that you don't? Research of what things you could do, insights of traffic, uh, keyword groupings, analysis of trend, traffic on those. Very, very helpful data visualization, data understanding, and of course, correlation to the value proposition of your particular website. So these two tools, SERP, uh, serpranking.com and serpstat.com, are our tool tools for review this week that will lend, of course, itself to our now current discussion of our technique this week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week is actually a theme to something that I'll be doing with the Navis Navigate uh, conference coming up in a couple of weeks in March. You can look that up. Of course, the show link for if you would like to register for it will be available in the show notes for today's podcast. Um, I, strangely, it was something reminiscing of it. That was the last conference that I was asked to speak at in person before the reality of COVID hit in March of last year. This happened at the very beginning of March. And of course, not knowing what we didn't know then, didn't realize that we were actually in the throes of expanding the COVID influence by going to these conferences. Uh, it was a great conference, well attended, great content. I was speaking for it there as well. But ironically, you know, a year later, here we are doing a virtual version of it. Uh, and I do have the, uh, the wonderful uh, request to be a participant in that once again. Uh, and we're doing this with a theme that I had hopefully that I have inspired with them. And we came down with a terminology that referenced it. I was asked in the discovery of the presentation for it, which put a little clarity or sharper point to the pencil, how I've described COVID's impact on hospitality marketing. What has really changed? We talk about it around it. We don't talk about it. We talk around it. A lot of people do. A lot of white noise people. A lot of people, they don't understand what they're talking about, but they feel they have a voice in that dialogue. And they refer to the no new normal and the, the change of and, and so forth. But they don't give you how. How do you do that? Oh, it's changed. I, I grant you that it's changed. But how has it changed? And they might have some contrived, well, people are more at home and they're not. A, I understand the reality of the numbers of lack of travel. I have that experience from our client's perspective, their business perspective. We see it in the news perspective. We see it in the stats of businesses failing and falling because of this. That's a clear picture. That's a Captain Obvious statement. But how has COVID impacted what we do to communicate with dialogue, share, and convince people to purchase with us for whatever their tra travel destination journey, path, discovery, tolerance is. We've talked about the segmentation that you have to go through as to addressing safety and security concerns for those because all of us have different priorities and tiers of acceptance of what we feel is a qualifier for making a travel decision from, boy, I look forward to when I can, to I'm actually planning to do it on these dates and I'm going to buy the reservations. There's a big leap between those two. And all of us have our different protocols for that. Some out of necessity, I got to go there for work and or I got to go there for family and or I want to go there or whatever it is or I don't care about what's going on. I'm going to do it anyway. We know there's people like that. For whatever the threshold of tolerance is for that, we have to address that. Then the next is while there, what should I know about being there? What restaurants are open? What things are available? What venues are available? What is their conditions and you know, do they deliver, take out, restricted menu, seating capacities, municipal rulings, quarantine requirements, 
there's a lot of mechanics to that. That's a lot of content. And then the third is, should you find yourself in our market, what is it you can do while here? Beyond the necessities, you know, we, we talk about this as Maslow's hierarchy. After the safety and security, there's, you know, food and shelter and what have you. Well, same too with this. Once I'm sitting in a box of a room and I know the restaurant on the corner serves at a certain date and certain time and certain menu, what else is there? Well, the museum's open and, uh, hey, you know, that takes reservation only. Here's the link. The trend of all this is the logistics change of how to do this. And I've encapsulated it into a statement of that lighthouse to lanterns, the impact of COVID on hospitality marketing. What I mean by this is to our older version of marketing prior to COVID was more like a lighthouse, a beacon. Here I am. This is what I am. This is what I offer. This is my product. This is my location. This is my amenities. This is my rate. This is my inventory. It was about beacon. Here I am. This is me. If you're that, I'm, I'm broadcasting what I am. And the technique has really changed through due to COVID to be more of a lantern. How can I help you? How can I guide you on your journey? How can I bring you to what it is that you're looking for? What information can I give you? I say from a positive aspect because COVID is horrid. The loss of life, the loss of lifestyle, the, the impact on everyone in so many ways. The positive aspect to look at lighting at the, in, in the silver lining kind of thing is our return to the core of hospitality. Uh, and that is the heart of the servant. How can I serve you? How can I make your stay better? What can I do to provide service? And that has infiltrated into our new current modalities of marketing. And that is, what can I answer question-wise for you? We've had this discussion on the podcast and the live show before. We've turned into an answer service. Uh, what's available? What can I do? How safe are you? What's there around you? How can I get to you? What should I be worried about? Answering those questions, guiding them through that journey. That if they're considering coming to our location, that we're providing them the content necessary for them to make that decision of aspiration to actualization. And that is what has fundamentally changed from basically Lighthouse to Lanterns. We're guiding. We hope we listen more. It's not about broadcasting who we are, what we are, what we offer, what we have, as it is, what do you need? How can I be of service? What can I offer? What is it that I have that might be helpful to you? How can I provide this information to you? And that translates also in our change of not using filtering provided by our platforms like Facebook, Google, and Bing, and others, and on to LinkedIn, blah, 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 but rather using the filtering to make sure that we are talking after listening to our audience. If somebody's traveling because of something in our market, listening to the people that are interested in that purpose, hearing what it is that they're wanting to know more about, and responding, infinitely different than listening to the audience or find, discovering the audience for what they're interested in and then broadcasting what we have available for them. Totally opposite ends to a means. One is we're listening before communicate. The other one is we're talking before listening because we show them what we have and then hear who's interested in what we have. And that is no longer what we do in the comparison to now we have to focus in on listening to who and what they are offering first and then respond with content that is helpful, supportive, answering, and guiding them to what it is hopefully we can provide as a service for them. So that is how you use some of the tools referred to. What does it mean in relationship to SE ranking and SERPstat? I have found that 
through this exercise with Navis and going through these what they call tribes of people as to what their purpose is for travel, that at first I was discounting some of their gatherings. Like I would make a joke when I present a lot of times that um, we try to categorize our guests into whom we think they're asimilar to to other people. Hence the terminology we use like Smurf marketing. Um, if, if, if you didn't know what that was in the hospitality circumstance, you'd think the little blue people showed up at the front desk of a hotel, which is not true. They're categorizations of people, social, military, educational, religious, fraternal, uh, that go and travel because of the purpose of their travel. And for us to facilitate how we communicate with that categorization of business, we categorize them. Uh, Smurf business is completely different than corporate business. Corp business is very functional. This is my space, capacity, rate, functionalities, requirements for tech, whatever. Very functional. Smurf is hand-holding. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite flower? What do you envision? What's your feel? What do you feel would happen? What's the way you want to do this? Very soft engagement. Two different distinct ways of approaching business. Business reflects sometimes monetarily the same things, but we approach it by categorizing it. Unfortunately, by doing so, we diminish the individuality of what we're dealing with. We have a chance to go back to that individualization. As we now hone in on what people's purpose of travel is and we get better at listening to them, we have a better clarity of responding to them with more succinct detail to them than we do by just blasting what we think they want to say or respond to what they think they're interested in. We get to actually listen to what they want and reply with proper content to it. So SE ranking and search stats are great tools for redefining what people are searching for. And what I mean by this, again, going back to my Navis description is what I was researching with them. There were some categorizations of tribes that I was like, yeah, okay, it's out there, but I don't know if I would say that's my marketing strategy as it is a reflection of some interest categories. Until I went back into these tools and retoned the terms related to these tribes, and I don't want to take away from the thunder of my presentation with Navis, so I do hope you listen to the presentation on Navis. I'm with Amir, and we're doing it. It's a 25-minute segment that should be two hours, to be honest with you, but it's during the Navis Navigate uh, webinar that, uh, coming up. Um, but what I found was I was blind to that segmentation of interest. When I looked for what would be of interest to this tribe as they defined them, I realized that there was a tremendous undercurrent of interest. But I wasn't looking for it to see that it was there. I categorized that interest or traffic either geographic or demographically, but not out of interest categories, which, you know, psychographically, whatever buzzword you want to flop with it. Um, and so because of that, when I realized that I was just not looking for what was being there and I retuned my search process to terms related to traffic, SE ranking, SERPSAT being the tools that I used, I found those are completely different criteria of listening that I could do to then redefine the content that I would put in front of these people because I knew they would be particularly interested in what I might be able to contribute to answering their questions or providing relevancy to what it is that they were interested in. So truly, the fundamental technique answer to how COVID has impacted our marketing is not the contrite white noise overlayer of, oh, well, you know, people aren't doing this or you know, their traffic travels down or whatever. That's a Mr. Obvious. Lighthouse to Lanterns, the impact, true impact on how COVID has changed hospitality marketing is really down to the granularity of inverting our broadcasting marketing strategy to more of a guidance, answering, listening marketing strategy. So that is our technique of the week. Lighthouse to Lanterns, the impact of COVID on hospitality marketing. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review. Um, 
lots of fun show. It really was a genuinely fun. We didn't have a special co-host, which always makes it fun because we all kind of do a show and tell when we get together. With me was Dean Schmidt with Basecamp Meta Meta Search Marketing, Adele Gutman with AdeleGutman.com, formerly uh, Aspire Reputation Management. She handles reputation management for hotels. Tim Peter with Tim Peter Associates, Tristan Hayward with uh, 3 and 6 Marketing, and Mr. Stuart Butler with Fuel Travel. Lots of fun, really just talking about the varieties of the things that really we're just trudging through. We all know about the COVID impact, obviously, over and over. We It's been the focal point of dialogue as to this. And just recently, what we just talked about here in the podcast. But we also talked about weather's impact and the change in opportunities and venues and interest and ability to travel and what have you with it. Uh, we also talked about the new platform that uh, we're actually adopting and getting more involved with called Clubhouse. Ironically, it's only for iPhones. Uh, I think this was a surprise contender. They started it thinking it was going to be like other audio-only dialogues, which is kind of like the audio version of old chat rooms, if you're old enough to remember, or audio versions of Blab, which is really the inspiration of our live show six years, six and a half years ago, seven, almost seven years ago, um, which was just an open forum where you popped in, see who was talking, whether you're interested in it, participated if they let you or listened if they didn't. Uh, and, and Clubus is a lot like that. Uh, other unique features about it is that it's not recorded, can't record it, can't chat on the side, you can't dialogue, and you actually can only listen if you're not invited on the stage to talk. Um, and because it's not recorded, it's very visceral. It's like it happens only when it's happening, and it's done when it's done. Some of the other positives is it seems very broad internationally. It is also um, very diverse ethnically. Uh, that said, on the negative side of it, there's a lot of, uh, oh, and there's no trolls, not that I've seen so far. There's nobody coming in crashing rooms and being rude and vulgar. Uh, moderators can shut them off if they wanted to anyway. Um, but also, too, they, uh, uh, the, the negative is there's a lot of new experts in the field where uh, I call them carpetbaggers, where they purport that there's a topic for the room, is what they call them. And you go into the room and... Um, Lo and behold, they're just selling you something or leading you to go someplace to sell you something. And so they never get to the topic that you thought was a part of the room. They're really there just to clickbait you into listening to what they're pitching. Uh, I found a few of those. I step out of those. I don't even bother with those. But that said, we've done a couple of rooms under the auspices of hospitality marketing, and we've had some great dialogue. We've had some great participants globally. Uh, it was really fun to look at people's bios, which is another nice feature. You can see who's in the room. You can click on what they've said about themselves uh, and, and decide to follow them if you want to. Uh, it gives you a really good, neat chance to go see and like, wow, look, you know, uh, this person's from Portugal. This person's from uh, um, the Philippines. This person's in, in Spain, you know. Kind of neat considering that your time zones aren't exactly most pleasant for everybody, but it's kind of like a two-way podcast. Now, at first I thought, mm, dismissively, this is just a version of podcasting. It's not, because here we are with a podcast, but you're only listening to me. Uh, you may have feedback, and I truly, please, if you have feedback, I always will take a, an email from you or a comment in the reviews on any of the platforms that we run. You can send me an email at laurenhospitalitydigitalmarketing.com. I respond to all emails related to my, my podcast. Any questions, concerns, critiques, positives, suggestions, whatever it may be. But that's the extent of your dialogue back to me. This is more of an open dialogue that you can participate in. We run up a room that... We open up for anybody that wants to join us uh, on stage uh, to share their thoughts, perspectives, questions, what have you. And people go in and out based on whether they feel they can contribute on the stage for with it. Uh, but also we have a lot of audience that just sits and listens. It's in the background, much like a podcast. You're listening to the dialogue. 
um, taking notes if it makes sense. And if not, you can pop in if you really have an opinion. So it makes it kind of fun. So we talked about the impact potential of it, whether it's going to get crushed by Twitter when they roll out their version of their voice interaction, because they certainly have to scale what this place doesn't. But I think some of the unique newness of this and the slight FOMO and exclusivity of it is fueling its rapid growth. Um, we also talked that uh, social is um, is marketing, but it's not everything. A lot of people are looking to lean into social as a conversion direct channel tool, and it's never been that. Uh, it, it's always been the least productive channel contribution in comparison to other channels like PPC and so forth. Um, <clears throat> it's an amplifier. We've discussed that on the podcast many times. Uh, that it's like an electric guitar. You really can't hear the guitar until you plug it into the amplifier. Social does that for you. Social gives you exposure and audience that you can selectively choose through filtering on advertisement, but also organically, should you have the the you know the front eyeballs to do so. Um, that it amplifies what you're doing in other channels for conversion. It draws them to the other channels to convert with. It doesn't mean the book now button on Facebook doesn't work. It just means that that's not the first principal conversion point. It may be that it's part of what we refer to consistently, the value proposition of attribution strings. Social is a strong contributor to the attribution strings associated with exposure to conversion that the attribution strings show. Very, very rarely uh, your top attribution strings do not have a social component to it. Uh, usually those are directly related to short-term immediate offerings that are push now or lose forever advertisement then potentially social media isn't a part of that attribution string but that's a, one of the rarities of it so we talked a little bit about that um a little bit about this uh subject content lighthouse to lanterns we dialogued a little bit about the logistics of really the transition of lighthouse to lanterns the change of metrics of marketing in hospitality before and after and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Obviously, brilliant minds that I get to share time with. Uh, all of them had keen insights and great uh, perspectives as to this dialogue. Well worth uh, listening to. And again, we'll talk about the, the link real quickly. You can go to to watch it as well. So with that, please remember you can find us on Google Play, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Tuned In. The list goes on and on and on. 39 platforms actually and counting. Uh, we're, even on Am- we're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play any of those platforms, the Hospitality Marketing Podcast, and it'll play the latest episode, this being that one. So no matter which one you may use, please, if you like the show, rate us and leave a comment. That helps others discover our content, plus also gives us the feedback that we need to know what it is that you would like to hear more of or if there's anything in perspective of what we've shared. Um, also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any of those 39 platforms as well. So for an archive of all previous podcasts, plus the links I refer to in this podcast, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. And please don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. Uh, Simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. There you'll see a link to all previous uh, episodes 288 prior to this one and also a link to uh, next week's episode, episode 290, which is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash H-D-M show 290. And also I'd like to throw in a little new twist to this. If you'd like to follow us on Clubhouse, if you've been invited to the platform, look for us at noon uh, under the auspices of Hospitality Marketing. We do that every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Of course, Friday being the show we can't. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at noon 
on Clubhouse. We do a live dialogue, very asymmetric to this podcast, but with open dialogue for everyone. So with that, thank you for the privilege of your time. And we look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 289 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, all right reserved, copyright 2021. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.